This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech2u the rad the rad broadcast all right what's up prod squad as promised a vacation edition of the Rad Podcast. Currently, I am on the road to SeaWorld, uh, sea right? SeaWorld San Diego, here we come. San Diego. We just got into Temecula yesterday on July 2nd for my dad's 51st birthday. Yes, he's young. <laughs> Whenever I tell anybody my dad's age, everybody goes, oh, what, he's only 51? Yes got started young with my mom and right out of high school they had me so they uh so yeah he's a young dude and he's still got a lot of spunk and energy in him <laughs> uh to say the least he's quite the partier he does like to uh go out and gamble and have a good time but he's also a hard worker he he uh he works in sales he's a regional salesman for a lumber company um, as far as i know he's jumped from couple different companies just recently because of staffing issues this is boring but the fun the fun part is that he he really likes to have a good time and he's a really cool guy and I think maybe I'll interview him a little bit later on when we get back from SeaWorld because it's just my wife and I on our way to San Diego it's about an hour drive so I figured I'd kill some time and catch up with y'all since uh, we've been a little busy on our vacation so far after the last last show of uh, the last ride show before we went off the vacation, we drove down to Laguna Seca in Monterey. Hung out with Robert from Smoke Junction. He invited us out to watch the World Superbikes out there. And we uh, did some camping, had some really good food, and watched some amazing feats of engineering. Those motorcycles were something else, rockets on wheels. I mean, I had no idea the, the level at which people invested the millions of dollars they put into each motorcycle and the fact that the motorcycle rider isn't necessarily a rider he's a pilot and Robert may, might be able to explain a lot of this a little bit better but my understanding is these machines are so technical that you're really not riding the bike the bike is just you're operating the bike and you're basically controlling it to make sure that it what he said is that they're so they're engineered so perfectly that you can start it and it'll go in a straight line but you put a rider on it and it becomes unbalanced and so the rider has to learn how to control the center of gravity so perfectly that they can take the turns and and you see it when you watch their little tiny movements and shifts the entire bike moves it was so weird yeah this is that if you're not familiar with the world super bikes these are the ones that they lean all the way over and they're the big street bikes that they're basically 
hovering over the ground on each turn and yeah. taking the turn so incredibly fast. It's like, I mean, it just happened so quickly. And the races were really fun to watch, but ultimately, the experience of being out in Monterey and beautiful weather we really lucked out on the days we were there was normally it's like cold and you get the uh the ocean front coming in what's that called oh the marine the marine layer marine layer coming sucks in, in and it, it, we we were that's... really lucky it didn't it wasn't cool it was really quite warm you so. call that lucky <laughs> yeah I thought i'm it was still great. a little sunburned from that i like it we we ended up with um basically 90 degree weather in the mountains of Monterey, uh, way up high too, because the track is set up in on the top of the mountains, so you have to drive up, and we we just were not expecting that kind of heat. There was no breeze; it was clear as can be. It was both uh, Saturday and Sunday were except. Uh, yeah, so was it Sunday? Friday and Saturday were exceptionally beautiful. Yeah. Days like that just don't happen in Monterey. And then Sunday we wake up and it's like 60 degrees outside. The marine layer is so sucked in. You can't see the track it's from like our campsite. Soup. It, was, it, was, so thick, it yeah. was so thick. And we were like, well, that's what we were expecting. <laughs> and that's when we decided to kick it and yeah. take, take it out of town. And we, we, we drove off and we were pretty much camped out so we decided we would try to introduce ourselves back to society by going to stay a night in San Francisco which you know is something my wife and I really enjoy to do we basically fell in love in San Francisco so we decided you know we're going to be in the area we're on vacation it's a Sunday night and it was also pride uh, the pride parade was going on in San Francisco so we thought oh we'll check out you know the city happenings we'll see what's going on and um, it didn't turn out to be quite the best experience and my a lot of my fears came true especially it was such a hot topic on the show um rob was talking about or i don't know who brought it up i think it was a listener who brought it up that the the city has just gone to shit there's garbage everywhere people using needles on the streets and you know just smelling like human waste everywhere and i was thinking oh no come on that's every city and and Rob was saying, well, it's not my experience in, in nice cities like New York and, and places like, you know, like, like Las Vegas. And I saw, I, you know, I, my justification, you know, it's a port city, so, you know, and it's kind of a hippie town. So, you know, people are doing drugs and that's just what happens in San Francisco. But to my surprise, it has really gone downhill. And it's actually pretty sad because we were in some of the nicer parts of it, like, you know, the financial district where, where they have all the, the nice shops and everything. And bums are literally breaking into the garbage cans and pouring out all of the garbage. Just on through the, the garbage. street, all over the sidewalk. We were sitting in the Ghirardelli store. We were getting we were getting an ice cream sundae after we had had some a really nice dinner, which we'll get back to because there's, there's more to the story. But just this was our first like kind of like wow, this is it really has gotten bad when this bum was filtering through all of the garbage piece by piece and picking out things that he wanted to keep and then basically reorganizing the garbage like he had some sort of OCD thing. You know, very sad to see when somebody has gone through some sort of mental break and that's causing them to do this, to, this sort of behavior. It's awful. But it was just a telling sign of, of what really transpired throughout the whole our whole visit was 
that it is just filled with garbage and bums and waste. It's as bad as the reports say. If not worse. We were trying to, we were in such denial because we love the city so much, but it's like the city gave up on itself. Like they said, oh, fuck it. It did. Just just waste on me and and fill me with garbage and, and don't worry about picking any of that up. I'll take care of it eventually. And it's like when we first got there, it was about midday and we had some time to kill because our room wasn't ready and to be honest, I got kind of a a cheaper hotel room because it was a busy weekend, Pride weekend, summer vacation, all this stuff going on. It was a little more centrally located to the Pride steps that we were in walking distance of it because traffic was going to be horrible, streets were closed. It just made more sense to do it that way. And we were in walking distance from everything. We yeah. literally walked everywhere. We didn't even have to take a lift, so it was perfect. It was centrally located, but man, it, it was not a very nice room and we'll get back to the room but when we first got there we decided we'll just drop off our luggage and then we will uh, walk down to pride and, and just get get into the mix of the parade because it was just getting started when we arrived and so we were able to walk over and we, we saw some of the floats and it was just it was chaos there was so many people and you know packed into this uh, on Market Street, right? Was it at Market Street um, where they were doing it, the... I You know what? I don't remember exactly what streets. It's, but it's it's the main drag where like I want to say like Twitter and the mall, like it's, all of it's like the, the road gallery that led up to the yeah the, the, the embark- town hall. The, yeah, Bill that's Graham. what it is, so, City so, Hall. So they were going. You know, that's where the tra- the parade ended. Was at City Hall, and then you know there was a bunch of there's basically a big festival going on. And, at City Hall. So we we were walking along the the parade and we were following it down to the City Hall and there were so many people crammed in at one point it was like bottlenecking and so you were basically body to body with people. It was a wall. We would literally get stuck like imagine stop and go traffic where just you're just stuck in the lane and your car is just sitting there idle. You're not moving. That was us but as humans. And you know there's there's while we're all walking along and, you know, that's kind of expected. I was like, okay, this is like a festival. I've been in situations like this at big concerts and things like that. And it's not like anything out of the ordinary. But you look over and there's like street vendors. And they're not like people with easy ups, like selling pride merchandise, which there were those. But you look over and there's these street vendors that are literally selling drugs. Jars not, of weed. They're jars, just shaking jars of weed in your face as you walk by. Of weed. Rice Krispie treats edibles. that were clearly like edibles that were ready to go. Joints, pre-rolled joints. And, you know, I'm sure that if you asked those guys that were holding those jars of weed or bags of weed, if you wanted something else, they likely had it. Yeah. And and in between those people, so let's paint the whole scene. As you get onto the sidewalk, you see the street vendor selling the pride stuff to the left and you've got the parade so the streets to the left of us and there's a crowd everywhere to the right you have the drug vendors who are shaking the weed bottles in our faces and then on the ground in between those people are the bums and the druggies and we're they're in no way are we joking you are literally walking over them and they're vomiting and they're completely out of their mind i mean and then there's a sea of a bunch of rainbow colored people that are half naked some totally naked 
<laughs> you gotta watch out for those, man. Like I'm, yeah, I'm you don't cool with the up, naked. Yeah, you don't want to rub up on some of. Like you really didn't want to rub up on some of them. Like <laughs> you looked at him and went, "I'm not so sure, man. You might want to get that checked out." Oh, man, it, it, it really brought out some interesting folks, and and that, you know, I, I was I'm a pretty liberal dude. I don't really care about the drugs being sold on the street, but it is there. There has to be some sort of layer there you know like at least at certain concerts and certain situations or festivals you go and they're kind of discreet about it these guys were just literally just laying on the side of the street and you know kids could have been in the crowd families could have been in the crowd because it's not just like a bunch of heathens which a lot of them probably were but it's also kind of like a family event i saw more families like parents with their kids and you know all supporting each other and loving another one another and it was like it was really cool to see but i mean i don't know it seems like every kind of festival like that in san francisco right now and i understand that they have like a costume culture and there's obviously a sex culture and there's the hippie culture and you have the tech culture but it, it feels like lately it's all just becoming an excuse to have one big fuck fest and which I'm all about but but it, everything it's, it's chaotic it's too much yeah. it's just too much and so we ended up deciding not to actually go in to the festivities around city hall because long story short I had I still had a backpack that was full of stuff and I had a knife from camping and I want to have to go through security and have to throw things away or deal with any of that and I was uncomfortable I was dressed warmly thinking that it was going to be cooler in the city and it was hot so I was uncomfortable I was tired I was camped out it, I just wanted to get to the room to like refresh you know what I mean and though we had taken a shower earlier in the day it was like it was a camp shower it was still. a camp shower it was one of those like this guy has this semi truck and he brings in and there it's like you get a good shower but it's still not like I need to Going soak. Going into a room. <laughs> and yeah, like, yeah. that's where my cleanliness kind of, my yeah. OCD kind of comes and, like, and I, need to, I need to reset the, the body by going into a shower yeah, you know, getting all cleaned up. And, and, Especially after camping. But if yeah. the crowds, just to get in and around where the festivities were, like around the parade, if it was any clue as to what it was like inside, it if it was anything like the Folsom Street Fair we did last year, we kind of didn't have fun at some point because you can't see anything past the person in front of you. Just a, it's just, it's just all people and they're all getting stuck. And I, I, I mean, from one place to another, it's like, okay, I well, had the point of just standing yeah, around. And, and we got, so <clears throat> we got sort of stuck at a corner where it bottlenecked. And we, this is what we were talking about with, I mean, all of that was happening in like on our way over to the city yeah hall on our area. way over to the to the actual We're festivities still in the and sea pride of people around the parade. But people started shoving, and um, there were two, actually two police uh, officers that were guarding like an entrance to a business. They, which was, a, they, they were hired to do it. That's what they do. You know what I mean? They have one of those gates that came yeah. down in front of the business. So you could easily like fuck around with stuff. In the, so they were protecting the business. Yeah. So, which is great. And, you know, I, I respect that. But um, on top of that, you had people starting to shove and there was a woman behind us who was actually having an anxiety attack and she was hysterical and she didn't look like... It wasn't like, an anxiety attack. It, it was, was like, like an anxiety overload, freak out, 
cannot even handle she was screaming. life anymore. She was she like She was literally blood-curdling screams. Ah, I can't! Cause I can't breathe! She couldn't. There's and, no air! And she I, was just screaming bloody murder. She was her, hanging on this police officer like, please help me, I need an ambulance. And, <laughs> she was like 50-something probably. And she didn't look at all like... She wasn't a bum. She wasn't a whack no. job. She was dressed very, you know, nice, normal. She was like a very were, normal person. They looked like they were grandparents. They, they, they were did. They were hanging out they, with their teenage kids totally. or something. Totally. It was so, and it was so hard to watch. And she was, it was happening right next to us. There's like nothing we could she, do. We could reach out and touch her. But there was nothing we could do. A, we because open up. We nobody give was giving air. a fuck that she needed to get out of the space. We couldn't see an end to it. And then people started shoving. And all I could think was, oh my God, this is how people get killed trampled. Like, this happens. People will trample and shove and people die this way. So I started to kind of panic and I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. I don't, I don't want to be in this, this bottleneck. And this is now, I would say the third time we've experienced that kind of situation. Although that was the worst where people wouldn't let you through, couldn't get through, wouldn't make a space. And you were just standing there stuck and just getting shoved. First time was the night, uh, the not not the night before. We went to the Metallica concert the night before. Uh, Super is Bowl, what it was called. Yeah, for the Super Bowl that was in San Francisco. So there was a Super Bowl event happening. We tried to get into that. We had the same issue and almost in the same spot. Um, Folsom Street Fair. We basically just went, well, let's just go home or something. Let's go grab dinner because we couldn't see anything. We couldn't watch any of the shows. You, we didn't find anything that we had been looking for. And we ended up in a sea of people and we got stuck. Literally just stuck. You're just standing there. You can't get anywhere. So, and now this pride. And it just kind of escalated into this. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. And so we decided that we were kind of over the pride thing we actually ended up uh posting up outside of city hall on the grass and we just kind of smoked people watched grass. smoked some grass <laughs> on the grass on city hall and uh you know it was it was a good time we were we were able to kind of set away from the crowd and and people watch and and kind of just listen and watch things go go by and relax until our room was ready and we walked back we got to our room and i now know why it was so cheap on uh, compared to the other the other hotels. Yeah, I mean, it looked. It was. It was nice. It's it clean. It looks fine from the outside. Yeah. But you know. The you know right clean. away. You know right away when you go into a room, if it's gonna be a good one or not. And this one was like, nope. This this yeah. is gonna suck. Like, but I was just grateful for a bed and a shower <laughs> and you know a little bit of little bit of uh, creature comforts. So we got all cleaned up and we decided we were gonna go to dinner at the Tonga Room, which we. What hotel is that in? I can't remember. Oh, the it's on the it's connected to the Fairmont. The Fairmont, uh, yeah, it's in the Fairmont Hotel. It's the weirdest little spot. It's actually really cool. And the reason we decided to go to the Tonga Room was because after Anthony Bourdain passed away, we brushed up on um, old episodes of No Reservations, and we thought, you know what, we're going into San Francisco, so let's go revisit the San Francisco episode of No Reservations and find. The spots that Bourdain would would go to, or he recommended, or that he experienced on that show, just kind of you know give a little dose of. We called it the Tour de Bourdain. Yeah, so we decided to to check this place out, and it's actually a cool kind of a theme type of restaurant. It's a tiki. It's a tiki restaurant. Tiki restaurant. It's very, tiki bar. But it's actually really nice. It's not. It's not so much. Um, like a it's not kitschy tacky, and 
Yeah. It's not like... It's, it's not campy. It's not campy. It's a little campy, but it's, it's good campy. It's the perfect amount of campy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's even got like this big... It's got uh, a pool. ...pool inside, inside this hotel restaurant. And it's that, got like a boat. And it's got every, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so, it'll... Uh, start raining inside and thunder and thunder like the and flash lightning off. and there's a the the place for the band is actually like on like in the water so like the stage is set down and there's a dance floor it is so cool and it's tucked inside completely inside a hotel it wouldn't even know it was like a, a really cool hidden gem and a lot a lot of the charm that san francisco still has kind of lies in places like this like uh, the Tonga Room was great. We had a big bowl of rum that we shared <laughs> oh, together. Oh, yeah, this, this know, drink that we were sure drink. would never end. It, it, <laughs> it came out, and we started drinking it. It just, yeah, it just seemed like every sip we took, it just filled up a little bit more. <laughs> uh, so we had one of those, and we had the, the basically the appetizer platter, and we had a little dose of everything, which was like full pork, wings. Um, what else? Uh, oh, there was so there was wings, prawns, oh, pulled pork prawn. sandwiches, egg rolls. Yep. Um, there was one more thing. I feel like there was five things. Maybe it was just it was damn good. It was really good, it's, and we just decided it was. We, we just have you know a quick little nosh there. We um, wanted to just get a taste of it. Yeah. Um, the it wings was, were the best. I have to tell you, the wings were hands down. You got to go just to get an order of wings and a drink from the Tonga Room. It got me excited for Wing Fest coming up in Reno, yeah. which we'll be going to on Friday. And uh, so if you're going to be in the Reno area and you're listening to this podcast before July 6th, be sure to come by to Wing Fest out in downtown Reno, out by the Silver Legacy. Um, That'll be a good time. But the, the Tonga Room was great. It was a really good time. Very pricey. If you're going to go... But worth it. Yeah, but totally worth it. If you are gonna, if you want to go out for a nice dinner with some ambiance and just kind of do something a little different off the beaten path, the Tonga Room is definitely a place to go. Go early. It opens oh, yeah. at... What does it open at? Five? Yeah, it opens at five and people... So either make a reservation or go early because it fills up real fast. Yeah, we were lucky to get uh, a little booth to ourselves just for a quick quick nosh. Yeah. So Great Tong- service too. Tonga Room was great and so we decided from there we would go get some uh, dessert and that's where, where we ended up in the financial district at the Ghirardelli uh, chocolate shop when we got a Sunday, and that's when we watched the bum rummage through the garbage I after to, breaking into it. I have to give him credit for his uh, his ingenuity. Well, I, it I, clearly I, wasn't his first time breaking into one. No. Because they caged the garbage cans. Bolts these, like, everything. Yeah, that bolts. This guy he had, unbolted it he with whatever shift. tool he had. He had like a makeshift tool. Yeah. It, I don't... I It resembled a butcher knife, like one of the big cleavers. Or a shiv, kind of. Like, I don't know what it was. I just... That's just the shape it had. And he was able to, like, get in and, like, unscrew... And we... I mean, we were watching in amazement. I I do have a video of it, um, I believe. Like, I think I can... If you want to post a quick little Snapchat video of it. But it's not pretty. It's just not pretty. And... So that that was kind of our first eye-opening. Well, I guess, you know, when we were out in the parade earlier on the day, that's when it was kind of our eye-opener to how shitty the city has gotten and how how much garbage there is everywhere. Um, And and I say the city, like, gave up on it. It almost feels like that because 
nobody even tries it seems to keep the city nice they're just putting their garbage anywhere they see fit and it's yeah. it's just sad so after our dessert we decided we would head back to our hotel right is that what we were gonna do is that what we did yeah i think it was like we were tossing around the idea of going to get chinese food and then we yeah. thought no, let's just go back to the hotel and get naughty and uh we decided to do that so we went back to the hotel and and we didn't realize that we had a camp of homeless people right outside our window like literally we were on the second floor so one floor down there was the the bum city they had a tent and about three or four bums that were kind of in and out of there all evening and it all kind of started when we first got there we opened the window because there was no air conditioner so another sign that this this <laughs> hotel room was a piece of shit and they had this little like tabletop cooler air conditioner fan thing that only the heat worked so <laughs> when i tried to put it on the cooler like i would try to put it on like the 65 60 degree setting on it so it would blow some cool air no it turned off yeah it literally it would did turn nothing. on if you wanted it to be 82 degrees but you wanted it to be cool fuck you it just turned off and so we had to open the windows and right away you hear clanking and uh, plates and, and dishes being washed. Cause there's a diner there's directly below us. Diner in the hotel that we're staying at that's right below our room. So the kitchen, like the kitchen area where they do all the dishes and everything, was right outside our window. So we heard clanking of dishes all night up until the diner closed, of course. And then reopened first thing in the morning. Yeah, and then the, the bums were smoking meth right out there. Like, they had their pipes, they were... They were talking about going to steal stuff from CVS. Oh, yeah. They, after they publicly announced that they were going to go take a shit right down the way. and You could hear was, him going to the bathroom, too. Was, yeah, what was the thing that woke you up the most? I morning? heard her pissing. pissing. She was pissing. And I was right like, what is that? Because, like, you know the sound of somebody taking a piss. And it was just right below our window. And so I popped up and I looked out. And I just kind of watched for a minute and she just, she pulls her pants up as she's walking across because it was like right under our window so I couldn't see her, but I could like hear it. And she walked, as she's pulling up her pants and she goes, I'm going to go steal something from CVS. I'll be right back. Oh. Uh, it was just, There's I, no, what was do we appalling. do? Yeah. You know, and I, I've considered complaining to the hotel, but really, what are they going to do? They're not going to do it. They're not going to comp my stay for bums smoking crack outside of my window. Like Across the alleyway. Yeah, and, and not, not to mention... Like that, that they could do anything about it. It's not like they, it's their jurisdiction. I guess I could have called the cops, but... They don't do the anything. The cops are going to do anything. And I can't imagine that anybody else in our hotel room was letting it go. I mean, or in our hotel... I think they I mean, the there, there was a whole... I'm sure that was why things moved around. At one point, the tent was broken down in the middle of the night. And then it was these other guys. And then it was this other people. And it was like... It was almost as if somebody had been complaining and they were getting shoved around. But they would always just end right back where they started. Yeah. Sorry, I'm uh, a little distracted because I'm having to get off on... And if... I hope that the Google Maps isn't uh Woo! that was exciting Woo. i hope that the google maps isn't talking over this oh recording. i didn't even think about that yeah. i'm sure it isn't though so 
distraction here. I'm just trying to get on the right freeway. <laughs> We're going to have to get on a junction. And, you know, got to drive safe while I'm recording this. I'm not, I'm not going to get emotionally attached to this podcast in the event that we don't don't get to use it. For, hey, it's working out so far. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm worried that I hit my mic with my hair. And oh, it's, it's okay. I just, oh. Hey, you know what? We're we're still on vacation, and we're not like in the studio. This is my. This is us not trying my, that well, hard. Well, I, I feel like we're trying pretty hard. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, like. This is going well. I, I, this is, I'm just saying this isn't like this isn't a formal type of setup no, here. I'm it's just, not. I have a couple of lav mics plugged into my cell phone, so this is like in the car. Yeah, in the car. Yeah. So you got the car noise. It's not. So we hope you like us enough to listen anyway. If you've gotten this far, then I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking we're doing okay. You're committed now. Um. So. Yeah, so when we left San Francisco, we were driving away, and we thought, you know, it's not, it's just not our place anymore, and so we're, we think we're... It's not our place until it gets itself a little straightened but out. But if it doesn't... Somebody needs to give a shit about doing something about the homelessness, and I don't know if it's, I don't know if that's the beginning of this, this class crash of, like, the middle class. I mean, we literally saw a woman who, I was... I kind of picked on her, you know, while I was retelling the story last night to, uh, to dad. And, um, this woman was walking around with a whole bunch of like REI gear. She looked like a hardcore like hiker and she actually was, she looked healthy, but she did have a sign that said starving vegan, which is hilarious to me because I mean, it could not be more true to say beggars can't be choosers. But, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to do the benefit of the doubt thing. Maybe she has dietary restrictions. Maybe she has some kind of allergy. There's people that actually have allergies to meat and animal byproducts. It happens. I think it was an art piece. I he think, thinks it was. It, it I is think totally she was possible. Like doing some sort of performance art because <laughs> it was like in the middle it of the street. It was unbelievably shaking the sign at people. In like, your face as you walked across I the street. I am a starving vegan. Look at me. I need... I don't... What were we supposed to give her? Like, I don't know. And that's just it. I, I I, think I walked by and said some asshole comment like, take a deep breath, bitch. Like, <laughs> it just... It was just unbelievable. So now I wonder, like, what if we're starting to see the middle class who hasn't let go of moving out of the city or like... Well, see, I don't know. I problem, just don't know. The problem isn't just in San Francisco. The problem it's is not. everywhere. It is. Almost as terrible. Like, we were, well, as soon as we got into Sacramento, we saw basically the same thing. Because yeah. we had to do some, you know, running around. And so we saw the same displacement, the same bum cities everywhere. So it's not like... It's it's there. It's it's a problem. But if it doesn't come back, like, if San Francisco doesn't get reborn... I can't or even it doesn't think fixed, about that. That's fine with me, though. You know? Because... It's San Francisco. But it's the way the world works. And if the city is is so far gone and the city doesn't want to take care of itself and and the community itself just gives up on it, what, what else are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. It's I okay. Know. And I think it's okay to let things just let things be. And, and it, I hope, though, I really do hope that somebody figures out the problem figured out the solution to the problem. Yeah, but then, like, we have so much going on in that city. There's so much invested in it. I mean, we have 
But is it being invested Google, in the Twitter, right way? Twitter, Facebook. Right. I know, I know. Well, that's why it's I think like, where the place, displacement is starting. It is. is. The, that huge divide in, in the tech boom and yep. everything. It's it's forcing too much of a gap between those that, that are living in the city to do their job and, you know, make their millions of money. And then the others that are just barely trying to get by and living in the city because they love the city, but there's nothing left and you know the the problem is you can't afford it anymore and you've got to find a new place to live yeah and, and if that's, that means moving to some other state or some other city then so be it that, that that's causes just another to, problem though because if you think about it yeah it's easy for us to say oh well, i work in sacramento but i i live in this city there's there's only a couple ways in and out of san francisco so unless you're living more on the south side which nobody really wants to and it i, I mean the housing prices in San Francisco were are like they're unbelievable. They're one point five million dollars for a house that is falling apart, total crap that you wouldn't be able. I mean, it's as it, I'm going to say it again. It's as bad as you as they say it is. It really, is. it really is. It really is. People no. are living in garages and converting them into like tiny homes and still paying. $2,200 a month to rent a garage. Yeah, it's really sad. And But, you know, we have our memories there. And I think yeah. anybody who's been to the city and has their fond memories there. But it's definitely not the way that it used to be. So we were happy to get home um, after what seems to be... It was That was like a really long day for us, even though we were only there for a night. Um, and then we basically did the staycation thing for the the last week of June and uh, just hung around the house did a lot of housework went to the gym a few times just kind of lazed about you know kind of reset the batteries and, and did that thing so we were actually really excited to get to the end of the week um, just this last Friday to take the dogs up to the Dogwoods Resort so they have a little vacation from us too they get to go camping they get to do their camping thing and they get to hang out with the, they were hanging out with maestro and scout and nelly too so, so they're they're all happy they're all happy and our our cats our cat village is, <laughs> uh, it's is, called a colony sir get I'm it done with them so i was happy to leave <laughs> them behind but fortunately we got somebody that's house sitting for us and watching the cats and we're free. We're free this week. So when we got, we drove down to Southern California yesterday, straight, straight shot down I-5. There was no traffic. Got down in really good time, and uh, immediately started hanging out with my dad. And it's always great to catch up with him. And I would like to maybe have a conversation with him on the podcast. Maybe, maybe I'll record one with him before we leave this week. We'll do like a little plus edition. Yeah, a little extension. Yeah. Uh, maybe for next week's episode uh, for when we return from our vacation. Um, dude's 51. He's he's lived a pretty solid life. He's a really hard worker and he just likes to have a good time. So we ended up going to a casino called Pachanga. To Pachanga! He, he loves this place. He loves to... It's, it's like their equivalent to like Thunder Valley or... Yeah. It's yeah. an Indian casino. Yeah. Or what? Cash Creek. Yeah. yeah. So it was... Uh, super fun. Super fun indeed. And uh, we actually... He was at the blackjack table almost for 
two uh, hours. Two hours, yeah, yeah. Until we finally decided. I was falling asleep standing up. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a long day. It's about ten thirty. Dad's winning ish. You know, he's milking that $100 bill pretty well, so... Yeah. Um, we actually just rolled into SeaWorld. Yeah, we did. So I'm going to get our tickets up, so let's pause it. That's a good idea. Um, so we're going to pause here. Thank you for listening. Thanks for catching up with us on the uh, on our fun vacation adventures. Uh, since it is only Tuesday, July 3rd, we're going to do something for 4th of July. And then we got Reno coming up, so we're going to be visiting um, some friends up in Reno. And I'm sure I'll check in there and post some fun pictures and all that good stuff on social media. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of the Rad Podcast. And, uh, yeah, have a great 4th. Namaste, bitches. The Rad Podcast.